This is a production of the Jesus Name Network. Welcome to That Pentecostal Podcast. It's often said, and very reasonably understood to be true, that the Bible is the greatest selling book of all time. When considering books that are Christian and are high-selling other than the Bible, however, we also see another book that I find interesting, and that is the Fox's Book of Martyrs. This was originally published in 1563, and when published originally, it was actually called Acts and Monuments of These Latter and Perilous Days, Touching Matters of the Church. The original was over 1,500 pages long. And in the 460 years since it was first published, it's had multiple editions, edits, updates. It's still available today. In all of that time, it's estimated that it has sold over 150 million copies. What is it about this text that makes it so famous and so widely revered and read? about it causes it to be copied as we can find numerous other books of martyrs now. What is it about this concept that makes it stand out? Why are we so interested in martyrs? And I think the biggest reason is that people who've been martyred for their faith have taken the greatest stand for what they believe is possible or what they believe in. They literally lay down their life for what they believed, for what they loved. That stand inspires us to stand ourselves and to challenge ourselves to do more with our faith than we currently are. That challenge still stands today. But the voice of the martyr is not just telling us to go to great lengths for our faith, it's literally telling us to simply do exactly what we have been called to do, and that is suffer. We see this in 1 Peter 3.14 when Peter writes, But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Jesus tells his followers in Luke 21.17, You will be hated by all for my name's sake. Earlier in the book of Luke, we find Jesus in chapter 9, verse 23, saying, If anyone would come up after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. These words don't sound like the happy prosperity that we hear people talk about nowadays. It sounds like a very different thing. And all throughout scripture, we see this same instruction and command to understand that on some level, suffering is normal for the church. In fact, when Paul is saved in Acts chapter 9, Jesus comes to Ananias and tells him to go and find Paul and save him. And Ananias is first unsure of this. And Jesus tells him in Acts 9, 15 and 16, go for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and Kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. We think of Paul and we think of somebody who wrote so many books of the New Testament, somebody who led the church into a new age, who did so many great things, who performed these miracles, who escaped death, who did all this stuff. But 
that's not what God called him to be. He didn't call him to be a great leader, a great writer, an amazing speaker, a preacher, even an apostle. No, God called Paul to suffer, to suffer for his name's sake. And let's, let's keep this call to suffer in our mind and let's consider the fruit of the Spirit. In a lot of modern translations, we see patience as the fourth fruit of the Spirit. But if we look at the King James Version, we see the word long-suffering, and that's not really a word we use much anymore. Well, what's the difference? Well, patience is the ability to wait. It's knowing the timer is counting down and being comfortable with that. Long-suffering, though, is something different. Long-suffering is being willing to persevere trials and hurts, being able to stand steadfast in the face of opposition, and being able to suffer when needed, and trusting that it'll be worth it. A few weeks ago, we talked about true love, and we talked about how love sacrifices and hurts for those that are loved. Well, long-suffering works with... Long-suffering is trusting and accepting that our sacrificial love from God that we know we have is worth it and that we can trust in it no matter what's happening around us. It's knowing that even if we don't see it, that God will come through and God will work it out. So yes, we are called to suffer. But that doesn't mean God doesn't love us. No, he, he does love us. He loves us very much. But what it means is that somehow, somewhere, God has a bigger plan and he sees what's happening and he sees how he's using us. And that if we trust in it, it will always be worth it, even when it hurts, because we will be blessed. Thank you for listening to that Pentecostal podcast. Catch us every Monday. And if you like this content, we go a little bit deeper over at the Jesus Name News podcast. So check us out there everywhere you get your podcast. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you.